What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Quick Pitch Podcast presented by the Better Sports Network. I am your host, James Grande, and no, I am not joined by John and Pemba. I am joined by none other than the Nico Horner number one hater in all of Fantasy Alarm, <laughs> Howard Bender. Howard, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Absolutely. Listen, it's not that I, 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 it's not that I hate Nico Horner. It's just I don't, I just don't share in the love as much as uh, as some people at Fantasy Alarm do. Which you know, I got to be honest. Like you liking Nico Horner, I'm totally cool with that. That guy Donnie, who was in the the <laughs> chat room of the live stream, I'm totally cool with that. But you're telling me Impemba is like suddenly he's some big Nico Horner truther out there. Nico Horner is like he's the equivalent to baseball. He's like a like he's a condiment. He's not like a mainstay. He's like you know you you build your lineups around the mainstays, your main course, your Aaron Judges, your Shohei Otani's. Nico Horner's he's a condiment. He's an additive. You, know, you sprinkle a little Nico Horner in. What? How much money you got left? Oh well, just sprinkle a little Nico Horner in there. You'll be okay. So that's why I, I can't. I just can't get behind John and Pemba. Uh, being a big Nico Horner guy, I think I think that was just, uh, to be perfectly honest, I think he was just trolling me, and that upsets me. Well, it definitely was probably a part troll, <laughs> but also John, I know he was doing some Nico Horner stolen base bets uh, last uh... week, and he hit he hit like three days in a row because Nico Horner had the best stolen base week of his career. So John. <laughs> you know, betting that every night was profitable every night, right? So I think the the fandom in John has come with the with the dollars, Howard. I think those two things have correlated. Um so I can't say that, you know, he's making John money. So, you know, instantly a fan because he's making him money. So um shout out John. Hopefully he's still making money right now in Viva Las Vegas. Uh hopefully he has enough to fund the wedding that's coming up soon. Um but Howard, 12 games on the docket for Friday. Um, upon first look, like anything stand out to you in terms of Vegas, in terms of pitchers, in terms of anything that we should be looking at? Uh, this is both our first look. Um, you know, a pretty standard looking slate. It doesn't look like there's a whole lot of weather concerns. Like what stands out to you upon just immediate first look? I mean, first look, I just I take a look at the pitchers who we have on on board and just, you know, you you, you want to target, obviously, the weaker team. So the first thing I do when I go to any slate is I look to see who's throwing against Oakland, who's throwing against Kansas City and who's throwing against Detroit. Right. right? If I can if I can figure out who's, you know, and, and work something around those teams. More often than not, I think you're going to end up being successful. So the first thing that obviously stood out to me. You know, here was was Otani as the the most expensive pitcher, uh, but he's going up against Kansas City, and you know, and I like that. So if you're going to look for Otani, then you need a guy who you're going to pay down. And oh look, I can get Tyler Wells going up against Detroit. So that was like that was the first thing that grabbed me before I like completely dove in. Uh, I do like John Gray against J.P. Sears and the Oakland A's as well, but you know, from a pricing standpoint. That's kind of where I, I began my look. Right. And I, I fully agree. And to your point on John Gray, if we want to just take a flight, we can meet John in Vegas for this segment, Howard. We'll head over to Vegas and, and meet him there. Uh, John Gray, minus 205 on the money line um, on at DraftKings Sportsbook heading into uh, heading into Friday's slate. So he is one of the biggest favorites on the board. Um, Shohei Otani. Minus 285 against those Kansas City Royals, as you mentioned. Um, let's see. Aaron Nola is a pretty big favorite. Minus 275 to the lifeless Rockies. Uh, they have been abysmal outside, of course. Except, of course, on Thursday, uh, they did get to Matt Strom a little bit. Matt Strom did have 11 strikeouts, which is a whole different discussion. Um, but Strom being a uh, mainstay as well, those, are, I think, are like the main spots in vegas especially when you're like building your cash games uh let's look at totals here any totals that we need to like everything's eight eight and a half nine runs in toronto new york that's the slate high currently howard thoughts there nine runs being the slate high 
Yeah, see, that's the thing is that, I mean, it's, it's so funny because you've got a lot of, you know, mediocrity on the mound all over the place. But, you know, is it going up against any kind of like a substantial lineup? Like it surprises me that the Yankees Jays uh, is the uh, is is the highest total. But right. I mean, you know, Kikuchi, he, he could be solid. He could blow up. Domingo Herman could have a good game, but he could right. blow up also. So I get it. You know, you're, you're banking the on the offenses doing it. Over there, the fact that the 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 run totals to me, you know that that when they look like that, you know I kind of, you know, it's not that I move out of I, I don't move out of betting mode. I'm always kind of looking at that kind of right. thing, but you know, <clears throat> I have to I have to dive in more. Ironically, well, it's daily fantasy, but you know you have <laughs> to look at more of what these right. guys are are going to do in these specific matchups. So. Yeah, you know Nola against Colorado. I think that's a uh, that's a great spot to be. Yep. Um, you know, if you're if you're looking for because obviously yes, in a GPP you need the win, you need some strikeouts. Um, you know, so the, really, you know, for me, it's like where am I looking? Um, you know, else on the mound as far as like guys like what Strom did on Thursday was absolutely fantastic. The question right. was was you know did you. Did you expect that because Colorado, you know, fans so much against left-handed right. pitching, you know, or or whatnot? So yeah, I'll take a look and I'll see who's up against, you know, if it's a lefty on the mound, I'll see who's playing the Giants, who's playing the Padres, right. who's playing the Marlins, right. um, you know, or right-handed for that matter. On the left-hand side, Milwaukee, Detroit, Minnesota, those are the 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 high strikeout rates. So. You know, I, I do tend to also kind of gravitate. It's kind of funny. I gravitate towards a lot of lefties uh, when I'm just looking for high strikeout totals. Interesting. If there are any worthwhile ones. Interesting. Um, well, let's pivot exactly into the pitcher into pitcher position because I think it is an interesting talking point. We have 24 starters, obviously, big slate. Shohei Otani, Freddie Peralta, the two guys over 10K. I think both of us are probably in agreement that Otani is, you know, just what he is. He's far and away the best pitcher on the board and are one of the best in the league. So the price is warranted. But is Freddie Peralta's price warranted coming off his worst start of the year? And now he gets Boston. Boston's offense is good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. Pitching has really been Boston's main problem. We know, I think, both of us are in full agreement. Otani is a is a surefire play. But what do you? How do you feel about Peralta at ten two, Howard? I don't really know how much I, I. You know, I don't really like it very much. Boston's not a strikeout team, right? right? Like under twenty percent strikeout rate going up against right-handed pitching this year. So you know, I I, I kind of look at it in a, in an interesting way there. That you know, no, they don't have great offensive totals uh, overall. But yeah, this Boston team can put up some runs and we've seen Freddie Peralta, you know, in and out. I mean, if I'm paying up, I mean, like 10-2, I'll easily mm -hmm. eat the extra 600 just to go to Otani right. because I think he's just so much that much more of a sure thing. Uh, I, I just can't spend that money on uh, on Peralta. If he were going up against a team, you know, like like the Marlins who are like huge strikeout victims, then yeah, sure, why not? Uh, he deserves to be that high price. I just don't know if it, it's worth it here against the uh, the Sox. And not only are you eating six hundred dollars and going to Otani, you're probably saving eight hundred more and getting Aaron Nola against the Rockies here, right? We have Aaron Nola at home against Colorado. Aaron Nola hasn't been good. Um, I believe in the fantasy alarm bold predictions for a seasonal. I picked Aaron Nola as my Cy Young candidate. And I don't think I was alone. He has not been, you, ever, you know, the meme, Howard. I'm, I'm not that. You're not that guy, pal. Well, Aaron Nola has not been that guy thus far. But he gets Colorado, and Colorado's offense is abysmal. Do you find yourself pivoting towards Aaron Nola at 94? You mentioned John Gray, 91. Um, he left last start with a the uh, was it a elbow right he had the elbow yeah. um but he said he's dodged anything serious and now he's gonna make his next start six days later yeah i'm, Both those a, guys, little, I'm a little leery of that yeah the you? elbow the elbow yeah no i mean they said that about 
um, Jeffrey Springs that it was just a stinger, right? And they said, oh, he lost feeling, in his, but he should be fine. And then he gets Tommy John, to, like, a week later. So, like, you start talking about elbows. Uh, I know it's Oakland, and it should be a good spot. But, again, $300 more, Aaron Nola is sitting right there. And then I think even further down, how about Tyler Molly going up against the Washington Nationals for $8,700? Um, yeah, that's that's not bad. You get a you get some decent strikeout totals out out of Molly. You know, I mean, it's so amazing. Like such great talent from him, really live arm, but then all of a sudden he just like he just loses his command and and he hasn't been like it was weird. He you know, it was almost like he trusted his stuff more when he was pitching in Cincinnati right. or for the Reds than you know, then this move here to Minnesota, I'd still be interested in it. Um, I'd, I'd be more interested. So, you know, the tier that you were talking about, I do like Noel against Colorado, even though Colorado, um, you know, kind of kind of burnt me on uh, on my, my Phillies bet uh, mm-hmm. on Thursday. But, you know, I, Nola against them, solid. I, I can get down with that. I'd pay the extra three hundred and not have to worry about John Gray and and his right. elbow. Molly right. is is definitely in a good spot. Um, you know, to to kind of float around there. But you know, again, you know, this is this is one of those slates where yeah, we can sit here and we can like pick and choose and dissect every single guy. Would you? Could you? I think really it's a matter of confidence. And where do you, where are you most confident? Like so far, you know, I'm looking at this and it's like, I'm already paying up for Otani. I know that for a fact. Correct. Um, Because I don't want to go anywhere else on this slate. Yeah. Could I pay down uh, to, to Aaron Nola? Sure. I could. But you know, one of the problems that I'm having with the Phillies right now uh, and that we have seen is that while they get on, you know, the weighted on base average for the Phillies, their offense is fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, and they do a great job, but they don't create runs off of it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like they're not they're not producing anything. You know, you can have a a three eighty five woba against right handed pitching, and you know, and put guys on base all you want. If you're not scoring those runs, if you're you know, you know, your average with runners in scoring position is garbage. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a tough spot to be. So while I like Nola. You know, I need to see these Philly bats wake up before I want to, you know, really kind of put my trust in him. So, so far, it's like Otani at the top tier. And while, yeah, I can screw around with the Nola, Molly, Bryce, you know, but uh, no, I don't even want to go to Bryce Elder. I can't do do that, right? I mean, I was like, Jared Schuster, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Oh, boy. Don't bring up that name on this podcast ever again. Um, so, I mean, so are there guys in this middle tier that you're like, you know, I feel really confident about this matchup that I want to build my lineup around them. Cause I don't even think with Molly going up against Washington, you would feel that confident in him. I feel, I feel good that he's at home. I feel good that he's a sizable favorite. Um, the sh- Washington as bad as they are, just doesn't really strike out all that much. Less than a 20% strikeout rate against righties. So, like, that's obviously not encouraging. They don't walk, though. So, like, Molly can cruise through seven innings with five strikeouts, and it wouldn't surprise me, right? Like, we just saw Dean Kramer do the same thing two nights ago. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, or not Dean Kramer. Uh, Kyle Bradish, sorry. Kyle Bradish did the same thing where strikeouts, you know, it was – a good outing. Um, so I like Molly. I don't love anywhere, truthfully, Howard. Like, I like Braxton Gar- Garrett. He's an arm that I like, but another team in Cleveland that just, like, doesn't strike out a whole lot. 666 OPS as a team against left-handed pitching, though. That is not good. Um, 21st in the <laughs> 21st in the league. So, like, I would take a flyer on Braxton Garrett, I think, other than that start against the Mets, where he still limited him just two runs, but 10 base runners didn't get through five. He's looked pretty solid. He has swing and miss stuff. So I like Braxton Garrett at 69, but, like, nothing else really speaks to me. I mean, is Domingo Herman going to use some sticky stuff again? Because if he is, then I'll use him. 
But if he's not, like, we just saw Max Scherzer get suspended for 10 games, so clearly they're looking, right? So I don't think Domingo Herman's going to be using the sticky stuff again. Um, you mentioned Tyler Wells. Like, not crazy upside, Howard, but, like, what do you what do you what is your expectation for a floor with Tyler Wells? Sixty two hundred. He has mixed bag of results of 15, 14, and eight fantasy points. He hasn't been crushed. The pitch count at 89 and 85 was pretty good the last two outings. I know that first outing he came in relief uh due to an injury. I think Brad that was the game that Bradish left that for and then Wells was an emergency uh yeah, reliever. Yeah, filled in. Yeah, it's listen, you know, there's nothing there's nothing really great or exciting about Tyler Wells. Not in any, no. you know, I'm not going to I can't tout the guy uh depending on on, you know, who the matchup is and it's it's Detroit. So, right. you know, when I look at at Detroit and, you know, and what they do, they they do have, you know, I mean, it's like a, a 23-24% strikeout rate. Um so I'm hoping I'm hoping to get what you know what I want? I want 5 innings maybe an earn run or two and give me five strikeouts. Give me a strikeout per inning. You know, if you can give me that and have that chance at the win, because I mean, it's Baltimore against Detroit and I I love this Baltimore (laughs) lineup. I think, I think we're in a good spot for that. Like, you know, you're going to get strikeouts from Otani and he's going to keep the ratios down and he's got a great chance at the win. He's at home against the Royals. So if, if Wells, can get me either a win or like five strikeouts, four or five strikeouts, then, then I, you know, and go the five innings and even just get a chance at the win. I, then I think that I'm fine with that for 6,200, because I mean that right there, if you lock in Otani and Wells, you're still a little more than four gram per player yep. for the rest of your lineup. And that's, that's a good spot to be in because you know we're going to dig up some value. You know that we're going to sit there and we're going to be like, oh, look at this. This guy's at min price right now. And so that immediately, it starts to open up a lot more doors for you uh, to do it that way. I I just, if there were, if there was a clear cut second higher price starter who I felt really good about, I think the best one that you've mentioned so far that appeals to me would be Nola. But then, I mean, then I'm really digging for some value. And, you know, you kind of have to hope that, you know, whoever's doing the value article that day puts a, a home run hitter on the cover for you. Well, let's let's just check this, Howard, okay? We're just going to skip ahead. I want to see. Oh, I get. Oh, hmm. I wonder. I do want to check this, okay? We're just going to see what the value looks like. because Okay, he's 5,100. Good. Great. Fernando Tatis, everyone, is not $2,000 on this slate. We do not have to worry about it. Uh, if you were living under a rock on Thursday's slate, Fernando Tatis was a 2K shortstop. <laughs> How great is that? I mean, um, he was the most expensive guy on FanDuel, but DK had him at two at men. Stone Cold like, Men. get that. Uh, so good to see them adjust that price. Because I was going to say, you could get Nola Otani. If you had a 2K for Fernando Tatis, like that would have been okay. But to your point, if you were to go Nola Otani, $3,700 a player. If you go Tyler Wells, $4,100. Um, Howard, I got to ask. You mentioned the Giants against left-handed pitching. And you are correct. They are striking out a boatload against lefties. The New York Mets are calling up Joey Lucchesi to start no. against... No, no, no interest. $5,400. You're, you're, you're any Italian heritage and you just just went nuts because you didn't call him Joey Lucchese. Um, I, I know I, I can't, you know, I, I can't get behind Lucchese uh, at all. I tried early on in his career, but it didn't work and I'm not going to chance it. Mets are, you know, on this big long road trip, I'm actually in. You know, I was I was in on the Mets on uh, for yesterday's game, saying that they could steal a game. But I mean, listen, even though they've won, you know, they they had won six out of seven going into it. It's still it's a long West Coast road trip when you're playing three full series, uh, you know, in California, and then you got to travel back. So right. I definitely don't know if I can uh, if I can invest. I'm, I'm not going to invest in Lucchese. I can't. Okay. Do it. I okay. Can't. 
Okay. Don't make okay. me. I'm not. I'm not. I was just asking. It's a good price. Uh, the Giants <laughs> this year, Howard. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Twenty nine point two percent K rate against lefties. So uh, big strikeout rate. Lucchese has looked good at uh, at AAA this year. So just throwing it out there. Is coming off Tommy John first start in the majors since then. Uh, let's shift over to the catcher spot, where I think you know typically is a good position to spend down. But man, Adley Rutschman against Michael Lorenzen looks pretty tasty, and Michael Lorenzen looked awful in his debut um i know it's in baltimore and that hasn't been the best place for for hitters uh since they moved the walls back but what do you think of rutschman 5500 um going up against michael lorenzen here i mean i love adley rutschman i mean i guess the real question is is how are you viewing catcher on this slate are there enough bigger players elsewhere to that that you really feel like you want to get in or you need to get in I just I have such a hard time with 5500. I mean, yes, Lorenzen as a lefty, not strong. I'm sure that Adley could uh, could definitely do some damage. I would definitely use him if I looked at the rest of this slate and wasn't enamored with any of the higher uh, the other high price players who are out there. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the rest of the position then. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm typically with you. I, I generally spend down at catcher. Um, Mike Zaninu gets a lefty here. He, you know, has historically hit lefties well. William Contreras, fifty-three or $4,000 going up against Nick Pavetta. Um, Jonah Heim gets a lefty, 3600 in J.P. Sears. Like, any of those names appeal to you? I, I kind of like Heim quite a bit this year. Uh, he's been very good. And he was very good last year, and then he wasn't. He just kind of fell off a cliff. I know to hit two home runs off Shohei Otani in one game. Um, what do you make of Jonah Heim hitting 311 this year, 3,600 against Sears? Um, yeah, listen, I actually, I, I like Jonah Heim a lot. I've got, a, you know, some some fairly heavy investments in him, uh, you know, against, uh, you know, in, in season-long fantasy. Um, you know, all of his power, I mean, all of his powers, three home runs have all come against, you know, right-handed pitchers, but... 333 batting average against uh, against Southpaws with a 446 Woba. I like th- those mm. are numbers that intrigue me. So if I'm gonna you know end up paying down at, at the position like I would normally or want to uh, with a guy like Jonah Heim, yeah, as long as he's in there, he's got that upside for a home run that you want uh, when it comes to uh, you know when it when it comes to uh, you know GPP playing. So man, where is his price tag? Holy cow. 30, 3,600? Yeah, there it is. Okay. It's pretty good. I was, like, I, was, I was looking around. I was like, wait, is he doing <laughs> Over 1,000 OPS over his last 10 games, 940 on the year. I like John Heim here. Um, I, I like him too. Going down the catcher position, um, getting into the punt territory is probably where we're going to go next. I think there's a couple of guys that are intriguing. You know, the ever so infrequent lineup uh finder francisco alvarez will he be in the lineup who knows but 2900 so frustrating Um, yeah very frustrating um kyle higashioka someone who historically hits lefties well he gets yusei kikuchi who you know has had a lot of trouble with power um gabriel moreno 2400 any of those punts interest you at all um, you know, it, it's so funny. Like I, I like Moreno a lot. I like the player. He's just, he's yep. off to such a horrible start right now. Um, that, that probably not, I, you know, McCann as a, as just a complete okay. throwaway if he's playing, but probably, you know, I mean, if they DH Adley, then, then I wouldn't mind throwing a little something that, you know, with, with McCann, I think that he's in a, uh, in, in a pretty good spot as well, but yeah, I, I probably I'm looking at it here. I think like I like your Alvarez pick. You know, Jose Trevino against the against Kikuchi could definitely be interesting. Um, I might even I might even go Sayball uh if mm. he's in the lineup against Lucchese. I, I do not like Joey Lucchese as a pitcher. So that could actually okay. intrigue me there if we really wanted to punt. Yeah, and honestly, if Sayball's not in the lineup. Where what is Joey Bart's price? Joey Bart twenty two hundred 
gets the righty lefty match. Whichever San Francisco catcher there. Uh, yeah, could whichever be a, San Francisco catcher. Sure. Um, Joey Bart off to a pretty good start. I mean, he was supposed to be the heir apparent to Buster Posey, right? That was the that was the plan. And sometimes plans go accordingly, sometimes they don't. But uh, it's all that's all Bay Area hype. It's all Bay Area. It was, you know, because you know you you have a guy like Buster Posey. Uh, who comes up and, you know, and all of a sudden the Giants are winning World Series that, you know, they immediately think it doesn't matter who the next guy is. He's going to be the next Buster Posey. He's right. going to be. So fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. Anything are, else? You, are, are, are we building a lineup as we go on here? You're locking no. in Otani there? Well, no, I had Otani. Well, I mean, we're probably going to lock in Otani, but like I was, I had the Otani Wells the people to see it was 4100 and then i did the otani nola which was 3700 of a player uh just to see the difference i mean we can if you do are do you feel comfortable with otani wells as the initial uh look i think you I, and i both I settled in on okay we'll uh we'll go otani wells um let's build it let's finish the rest of it at the end i just had otani clicked because that was just usually like something when John and I come across someone, we're like, yes, we just, boop, we just hit that lock button. The, the little boop, that's the button right there. I've got, so, okay. I, All right. I, I've, I have, I've got your, by the way, I've got, I've got your pay down from behind the plate for, um, if you really want to go dirt cheap. Let's hear it. How about Matt Theus from the angels? Ooh. Logan, I saw... O'Hoppy, Logan O'Hoppy left uh, Thursday night with a shoulder injury. Uh, he's not he's not going to end up playing. And then Max Stassi is also banged up as well. So he's on the IL. So Matt Theus, the left-handed you know bat, is he's the only catcher who's sitting on the roster. I mean, unless they make a move and they bring somebody up, but are they going to bring up a rookie catcher uh, off a of triple-A, or are they going to let Theus catch for them tomorrow or today? Sorry. I mean, I, I assume it's Theus um, catching – they are going to use Ryan Yarborough, they being the Royals, as the bulk reliever. Uh, does that does that take you off a little bit because it's lefty lefty? Or are you still yeah. okay going Thais? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a I'm not a lefty on lefty crime guy. Yeah, Taylor Clark is going to start. <laughs> Look, maybe if Thais gets an at bat against Taylor Clark here, Howard. Uh, last time he appeared in a game, four or, or four runs, three earned in one inning. So. <laughs> You know, if they ask you get an at-bat here against Taylor Clark, maybe. But it looks like he's going to see a bulk of his at-bats against Ryan Yarborough. Um, so maybe we back, maybe we pocket that one for uh, Saturday's slate. I guess so. Let's move on to first base, where we have a plethora of top spend-ups. Paul Goldschmidt, 5,900 against George Kirby. Uh, Matt Olson against Hunter Brown, 5,800. Vladdy Guerrero against the... Uh, sticky stuffless Domingo Herman, Pete Alonso, Anthony Discofani, um, and CJ Crone against Aaron Nola. What is your flavor there in the 5K tier, Howard? I mean, my flavor is always Matt Olson. I love yeah. Matt Olson. <laughs> you know, left handed bat, big power left handed bat, uh, going up against Hunter Brown, who, let's face it, Hunter Brown hasn't shown, you know, the the pinpoint command that, that they really want and they need. Right. So, I mean, I, I love paying up over there. I love, you know, I'll, I'll do Olsen or I'll do Pete Alonzo uh, going up against Disclafani. I know that's that's a little bit more risky just because Disclafani, I think, is just a more seasoned veteran uh, than Hunter Brown. I think that's kind of why I tilt towards Olsen uh, because, you know, veteran bat versus, you know, a, a, a kid who's struggling with his command usually means good stuff. I, uh, uh, the only thing with Olsen is the strikeouts are getting up there. So 31 and 19 games, um, you know, it hasn't obviously impacted him in the power department or 20 RBIs in 19 games. But uh, if Hunter Brown is on, we could be looking at three strikeouts for Matt Olsen here. I like Alonzo as a contrarian play. He can homer against literally any pitcher in the league. He's a psychopath. Um, I look. I know we're we're both Yankees. This is right now. I, I'm I'm so happy to have this Boston Red Sox stuff away from me for a couple nights here, Howard. <laughs> uh, I have to I have to deal with it again with Henry Wilson, who I found out today was sporting that Boston Red Sox, Sox cap. It was it was. I mean, I just can't escape it. So I'm I'm so happy to have you here just to. But Domingo Herman is 
the picture that we saw five days ago, that is not Domingo Herman. And I think we both can agree to that. Vladdy and Yankee Stadium really speaks to me. Um, again, I think Domingo Herman is going to be heavily checked by the umpires, especially with how weird everything played out last week because almost the same situation happened with Max Scherzer. One got, one was allowed to go pitch, one was suspended for 10 games. So, like, something happened with Domingo Herman where they just were like, yeah, buddy, you can go back out there and, and pitch. Um, but he is not very good. Uh, righties, 1.4 home runs per nine innings last year. Um, the ground ball rate against righties was pretty good. I just, like, home runs to fly ball, 18% last year. Like, if Vladdy puts one in the air against Domingo Herman in Yankee Stadium, he's leaving. He's leaving yeah, the gone. park. <laughs> so, I I like Vladdy. Um, I would probably put him up on the same tier as Olsen and Alonzo, personally. Um so I don't think you can go wrong, really, is what we're saying at that at that tier. Um, what about the tier below them, Howard? Mountcastle, France, Nathaniel Lowe, Anthony Rizzo at Yankee Stadium, but he gets a lefty. Like, what's who's your favorite play in this four under five K tier? Um, under five K. I mean, listen, <laughs> I I like Joey Gallo. I, I look look who I had pulled up. Look who I had pulled ah. up. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, if you're if you're looking for big power possibilities here, going up against the the you know a right-handed pitcher, you know for forty two hundred that you know there's there's always big home run potential for him. So that's definitely the uh, the the first place I'll look. I'll you know I'll definitely move down. I, you know I'm not going to trust in in bomb or like you said Rizzo lefty on lefty. So Gallo right there is the uh, is 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 one of the guys who I want to uh, I want to take a look at. Um, you know what? I also like, uh, if you want to go a little further down, I, I'm still a fan of Rowdy Telez. Love him. Love I'm him. still a fan of Rowdy Telez. And I think that, you know, the thing about Telez is that his home runs come in bunches and you're just, you're waiting for that. Just, you know, he's going to go off, you know, and, and, you know, I'll check the weather and see what's going on. And is the roof going to be open, uh, in Milwaukee? Are they going to keep it closed? How's that going to look? Like Telez is a guy who I'm going to keep my eyes on uh, often. Why don't I say this about Milwaukee all the time, Howard, that they are like, when they're bad, they are really bad. And you can shut them down, shut them out. But when their offense is clicking, they're going to put 10 runs on your head. And it's going to be four RBIs coming from Rowdy Telez. I mean, we've already seen... Three times this year, Milwaukee scored 10-plus runs. They've also Ooh. been shut out twice already this year. So, like, they are a boom-or-bust offense for me. Um, but I love Rowdy Telez 4K. Unfortunately, the, I guess the days of him being, like, 3,300 are, are beyond us. Uh, Shout-out to DraftKings for, you know, catching up to the, to the pricing there, um, much like you did with Fernando Tatis on this Friday slate. I gotta ha- I gotta tell you, Howard, under 4K, if we're gonna attack Lucchese, Wilmer <laughs> Flores, 3600, uh, well-known lefty smasher, or at least it was earlier in his career, and the splits have kind of come back to uh, more even from both sides of the plate. But Wilmer Flores, 3600, is not too shabby. He's got a little pop in his bat if you are going to pay down at first base, which I got to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of off. You're a spend up, spend up exclusively at first and no, third? No, not, not exclusively. Every once in a while, I'll try for like a, a bargain bat, somebody that, you know, is kind of off the, uh, you know, off the beaten path. But, okay. you know, yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's it's kind of funny. You know, we were talking about catcher. Would you? Would I rather spend up for Adley Rutschman or pay down at the catcher position. Would I rather spend up for Matt Olson or Adley Rutschman? I think I'd rather spend up for Matt Olson. So I kind of linger in that area there. You look at these guys who are under 4K, and yeah, you know, yes, could could something happen? Could somebody, you know, find the way? Could Wilmer Flores beat up Lucchese? Yes, he definitely could. Um, but I, I liked using Wilmer Flores in DFS much more when he qualified at like middle infield positions. 
Yeah. I don't necessarily know if like Wilmer Flores is the, uh, is the, the home run bat. I'm, I really want to chase if I'm paying down at, uh, at first. Is there anybody at first that you would pay down for? Like, is there anything that's popping out to you um, that you would uh, not um, pay up for Olsen or um, Joey Gallo? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I, I definitely could. I, I could consider a, a number of things strictly because of, you know, what's sitting out there at second base. Is there is there a high-priced guy or is there a guy who I want to, you know, utilize at second base? Um and if that's the case, then maybe if I have to pay down, I go to Cronenworth. I got to tell you, mm. man, the fact that the Padres are going to be batting him fifth behind Tatis, Machado, Soto, and um, and Bogarts. Yeah, and Bogarts, yeah. So and you're going you're gonna to give me – you're telling me that by the time a pitcher gets through those top four guys, that he's not just going to be like, I'm just going to drill a fastball to Cronenworth. I'm so fucking tired right now. Oh, I didn't mean to swear. But you know what I'm saying. Right. So no, Cronenworth I, might be an interesting option. And he's had a slate-breaking out. He's already had a slate-breaking performance this year, too. 415 against Milwaukee when he doubled on, six RBIs. Um, so, yeah, I agree. 3,500. And to your point, multi-position eligibility if you want to play him over at second base as well. And speaking of second base, that's where we're headed. Uh, to, a, to a Marcus Simeon. $5,700. Now, John and I have much differencing opinions on Marcus Simeon. John thinks that Marcus Simeon just has like one month a year where he does everything. And I'm not saying he's completely wrong, but right. I think it's at least two months of the year that Marcus Simeon does everything. <laughs> <laughs> where he just, where you see when you're looking at the end of the year, like, oh, Marcus Simeon, 35 and 25 this year. That's a great year. Right now is one of those months. Marcus Simeon over the last 10 games, 366, 435, 659 slash, 15 ribbies, six extra base hits, one stolen base, little left to be desired. But I could see myself getting to Simeon. We've already talked about Jonah Heim. Are the Rangers an interesting stack here against J.P. Sears? You know, Marcus Simeon doesn't hit lefties well. Yeah, he is one of those weirdos that uh, is a reverse splits guy. Yeah, he doesn't hit lefties well at all. And I mean, listen, because because I would normally be interested in him. You know what my problem is with this Texas lineup really is is more in the line of as soon as Corey Seager went down, they just immediately it was like their bats started to go dormant. Right. And I mean, I, I get that he's an integral part, but I mean, you guys got to like, you know, spice it up a little bit here. So. Um, against the lefty, I, I I don't know if I if I want to pay up fifty seven hundred for for Simeon. Now all of a sudden I'm thinking, all right, well maybe I pay, you know, maybe I, I get Cronenworth it and use him at second, mm. and then get Adley Rutschman and <laughs> and uh, Matt Olson into my lineup. I like that, and we're still we haven't even gotten to shortstop, outfield, third base, where there's going to be a jillion more five K plus players. Um, especially third base. That's typically a spend up spot outfield. We know there's going to be everyone under the sun. Um, well, where else are we looking at second base? Uh, Bryson Stott has been pretty good at top the Phillies lineup. Um, mm -hmm. he has some stolen base equity. He's still under 4k. Um, I like Glaber Torres. If you want to pay against Kikuchi, I don't have a problem getting there. Um, he's kind of cooled off since his hot start. Talk to me about the rest of the second base position, Howard. Like, how are you feeling about these guys? You know who I really like, and I think this is a great matchup. And <clears throat> I know you were talking about Braxton Garrett before. If I'm like, you know, if I don't want to pay up for 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 Simeon, and I don't want to pay all the way down, say for like Cronenworth, who's only thirty five hundred. Uh, Andres Jimenez, I think, kind of sits in that in that middle end of the pocket. Um, he hits lefties very well. He's yep. got that speed element now, also that we're. You know, that that suddenly this year we're coveting that. Now all of a sudden it's not just about, you know, who's got the 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 double dong potential here. It's like, hey, can this guy steal me two bags in a right. game? Because if he can, that's I'll I'll rack up my points that way. So Jimenez actually kind of kind of gives me the uh, he gives me all the feels. Well, shout out Nico Horner. You just spoke so glowingly about him. Um 
Just kidding. Uh, yeah, I like I like Jimenez. He hits lefties well. Um, listen, I'm not like sold on Braxton Garrett. He's just he's been okay. He allowed nine hits in one of his start. Like Jimenez could have three of those and a stolen base, right? So, dude, you um, showed me before we started doing this this broadcast. You showed me a Braxton Garrett jersey that you have at home. So come on, don't don't lie. Don't tell it. Don't don't say that you're not some big Braxton Garrett fan. Don't lie. Well, it was a gift, okay. <laughs> um any any punts down here uh eduardo edward julian interest you he's been pretty good if he hits in the we've seen him hit everywhere he's he hit fifth the other night when he hit the when he went three for four with a home run trevor williams is awful against left-handed bats um yes is, is julian interesting because i i think even like talking through this minnesota gallo at first was a good price um, they have some good lefties two in the outfield. We're going to get to as well. Yeah. My thing, you know what? I mean, it's, it's a, it's a guy who I was actually, I was on the show with John the other day. Um, and a guy that, who he pointed out that, you know, obviously clicked for us you know, when we wanted to use them, right. uh, was, uh, Mauricio Dubon. Hmm. He's 3,200. He's batting lead off. Um, and you know, he was on like, he's, he's on like a, like a, what, an eight or a nine game hit streak right now. It's an all but one game. The first game of the year, his first game played, he's hit in every game since. So he has a 14 game hitting streak going. I mean, the only it's, it's great because, you know, you've been able to use him as a, as a relative punt play and not worry right. about it. He, he does not stuff the stat sheet enough. That's the only mm-hmm. problem with him is that. You know, it, it, it's it's like a, a one for four, one for five, one for four, one for four. And there's like maybe there's a run scored or maybe there's an RBI. So there's really there's not a lot of meat to it, which is disappointing. You would but you think that, you know, hey, maybe, you know, a, a couple extra runs scored, uh, you know, hitting above this lineup, I think, is uh, is definitely a possibility. He's yeah, I mean, base. yeah, he does. Need, he needs to do a little. Let's get a double. Just mix in a double, you know, not even just a single. Like, let's mix in a double there too. Um, at at third, uh-huh. I mean, just a loaded, just absolutely loaded. Uh, Rafael Devers is he's been great. I don't know why people pitched him, but they do. Um, Jose Ramirez, although you know he's been better from the left side of the plate, he is hitting righty here. Um, he's been better lately. The power wasn't there. It's suddenly arriving. Austin Riley has been a monster. Nolan Arenado is was better against righties last year. Historically been better against lefties. And Matt Chapman, 5,100, has been just mashing baseballs. Um, yeah. What's your what's your thoughts on the 5K tier? Or do we not need to spend up and we need to just move down to the middle tier? I mean, how do you not love the names that are sitting there? I mean, Jose Ramirez right. against Braxton Garrett, I think, is a – uh, a fantastic matchup. Austin Riley. Uh, yeah, obviously I'd prefer to see Riley against the lefty to get that, you know, big matchup. Arenado has been struggling a little bit, kind of a, a little slower start than usual for Arenado. So I'd probably just, you know, I, I'd look at, you know, if I'm going to look at Arenado, I might as well just look at Matt Chapman and save $400. Agreed. Uh, you know, I mean, it's Domingo Herman. He's there's, there's chances that he, uh, that he blows up their chances. You were talking about using Vladdy earlier. Um, if he can get, you know, get under one. I mean, I think that that's a, a reasonable stack to, to explore. So, I mean, Chapman's probably, you know, Jose Ramirez for me against Garrett, I think is a nice one. Chapman against, uh, against Herman is probably a good situation as well. Yeah. Those are my two favorites. Um, Blue Jays are just expensive. That's the only problem. If you're playing yeah. Otani, it's going to be tough to get, I think, the entire Blue Jay stack, so it might just be like a two pack, or um, maybe you can add a third somewhere if the Blue Jays have a value play that pops up in the mid tier. My eyes immediately go to Unihenio Suarez. Oh my god, I was just looking at him. That's where <laughs> did we just become best friends? <laughs> um, Velociraptor. Yeah, uh, he has been incredibly good over the last few years against lefty. I mean, just from the power standpoint, and Steven Matz has been, I mean, Steven I think Matz. Yeah. He's been Steven Matz. Right. <laughs> um, I thought the, the, the ballpark shift that he got going to St. Louis would help him. And it just hasn't. What do you think of Suarez 4k? I mean, we're, we're paying like, 
got up to like 4,500. Now it's dipped down to 4K. I think this price is pretty good for a power bat like Suarez. Yeah, I like I like Suarez a lot in here against Mats. I don't I don't think Mats is a guy who can keep the ball in the ballpark. Uh, and Suarez, yeah, it's just it's that nice power potential that you've got. 4K, it's a it's a good mid tier price. You know, I mean, we could we could look to pay down even further. I mean, where do where do you want to go? Uh, you want to take a chance on Gunnar Henderson? Probably not. Uh, VR from from San Francisco? No, probably not. Um, so you know, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in that in that spot right there where I think Suarez is probably probably the lowest I would really want to go. Although here's I don't the, know. Here it is, Jose here's Miranda. The here's the third base. Here's the third base spend down right here. Give it. If to you want to go? Prep eighty, twenty two hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Twenty two hundred dollars yeah. prep Beatty. I mean yes. look, Yuskofani is good. And Beatty didn't start with Sean Manai on the mound Thursday, but he's twenty two hundred dollars, right? Like it's Yes. That's a we need value. If we're playing Otani and we're gonna get some high price guys, Brett Beatty twenty two hundred, I think makes a lot of sense. I love that call. I love that call. Let's Shift our focus to shortstop where Fernando Tatis is $5,100 and not $2,000. And he's also outfield eligible, outfield eligible, which I love. I think that's the correct decision because that's where he's going to be playing. Um, what do we have up here at 5K and above range here, Howard? Um, I love, listen, again, the Brewers, I love Brewers in tournaments. Willie Adames at home, Willie Adames against righties. I love Milwaukee in tournaments. The problem is that's what they are. They are tournament plays only because they are, it's very hard to predict. He would probably be my favorite shortstop over 5K. I don't love the other matchups. Bichette again, like same thing can be said about Bichette as the other Toronto guys, but like Mm -hmm. you just can't afford them. You just can't afford all of them. Yeah, and normally I'd be in on like you know Bogarts uh, a little lower, but not against Zach Gallon. So yep. I think Adamus is a is a nice spot to be in if you're going to pay up at the position. Um, yeah, it's just it's a tough position to pay up in. Yeah, and then like the next tier down, I think Correa isn't a good spot, but like. Mm-hmm. I just there's something that I tells me I don't want to pay forty seven hundred dollars for Carlos Correa just coming off the off season with the injuries and the, the medical stuff and like he hasn't really I haven't really lost not playing Carlos Correa either he's hitting two hundred so like you know if you're playing a twin stack he's okay Jeremy Pena the speed has been what's really saved his fantasy season so far four stolen bases in his last ten games. Do the Cardinals lead Tommy Edmond off again, coming off of his best game ever as a pro, falling a single shy of a of a cycle, five RBIs? Like, where are we going at shortstop, Howard? Anthony Volpe still under? It's probably Volpe, right? Under four K, um, leading off against Kikuchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely. Listen, I you know obviously. Especially because you know you just love doing that Volpe Judge oh, one two so punch. Nice. John oh. and I did that in our in our lineup the other day, and we were just like, "Oh yes, thank you so much, Volpe!" Like you know, he like leads off with a hit, and Aaron Judge right. uh, knocks him in. It's like, thank you so much, appreciate right. that. I love that at thirty seven hundred. Um, I'll tell you what, the 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 play that I'm kind of interested in here um, is uh, is Zach Nito actually. Okay. Okay. Um, three grand. Yeah, you're gonna have to deal with him with the uh, with the lefty, but you know because you said there's a long reliever coming in who's gonna handle the bulk yep. of the work. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Yarbrough expected to be the bulk pitcher. Yeah, but so I don't I don't really you know that doesn't bother me that much. Yep. It's still lefty righty matchup for Zach Nito. Um, I was watching him play the other day, and you know when he smacked two doubles, yep. and all of a sudden you were like, oh, okay. Right. Now he's got like, you know, now he's got his stroke and he's kind of, you right. know, he's kind of feeling it. It's a tough matchup, obviously, when you're, you know, starting off, you know, and you're, you're facing the Red Sox and the Yankees for your very first two series. Like what a dream come true <laughs> for like any kid, right? Right. Amazing. So right. to look at him at three grand, if we, uh, you know, if, if we wanted to pay down at shortstop so that we could bulk up in the outfield, uh, Nito is probably a guy who I would eyeball. 
Agreed. Uh, and I think there's not much else down here. Oswaldo, Oswald Pereira, or Peraza, if he cracks the lineup for the Yankees again, I expect him to with the delay in Josh Donaldson's return. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're playing Yankee stacks, Peraza is a second base shortstop eligible player. Hitting sixth, pretty good spot in the lineup. Like, and it's not like correlated all too well with your Judge Volpe, Rizzo, or however you want to play Glaber. But hitting sixth is a pretty good spot in the lineup. So, uh, I don't hate Oswald Peraza. And then we head to outfield, where we have five players listed at 6K or above. We have 25 more players listed at 5K or above, Howard. So I'll just ask, like, it's too hard to, like, break down every one of these guys. There's just too many. If you had to pick, like, one of the 6K guys and a couple of your favorite 5K guys, who would those who would those players be? Because, like, yeah, it's easy. I could just say, yeah, I want to play Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, so does everybody else. Like, who would be your favorite view of this 5K and above tier? Um, For 5K? Well, oh, 5K and above? We'll do, we'll do just six. We could narrow it down you can pick your favorite from 6k then you pick a couple favorite from 5k however you want to assess this this uh this top tier as a whole all right i'll go aaron judge against kikuchi agreed 100 percent. and not uh, non non-biased yankee <laughs> podcast here <laughs> no listen Agrees. man i love acuna i love jordan alvarez uh you know and obviously who doesn't love mike trout but right. You know, I'm going to, you know, judge, you know, you've got that power, right. you know, you know, he's hitting in a, in a strong lineup. They, they put up nine runs yesterday on the angels. So, you know, I, I think that it's uh, I, I think judge going up against the lefty and Kikuchi is rock solid. And then my next favorite one. Uh, and I don't think I'll be able to get both these guys in there, but maybe I can, maybe if I go Aaron judge, what about Julio Rodriguez against oh, Steven yeah. Matz? Oh yeah. It's Shea Rod season, Howard. It's J-Rod season. It's J-Rod season. Unfortunately, it's not going to work for my lineup here. Right. Even with like some super, super cheap paydowns, I can't get Judge and Julio Rodriguez in there because that only leaves me $800 for my last outfielder. <laughs> well, if this was 2019 and Chris Davis was still around, uh, when DraftKings made him $600 every night when he was like 0 for 59 See, or whatever yeah, it was. I would, I would make that move. You would you would play it because you're like, well, then I could get Judge and Otani and Julio Rodriguez. Unfortunately, uh, Chris Davis, $600 ain't walking through that door. But I do I do love Julio Rodriguez, 59. Um, any love for like Jazz Chisholm, 54, going up against Plesak or Adolis Garcia, another guy that seemingly just ends up 30-25, and you're like, oh, okay, we're going to draft Adolis Garcia early again next year. Like, um, I mean, it's ri- I mean, the Adolis Garcia thing is crazy because, like, you looked at his numbers, you're like, oh, there's no way. Wait a second. 30 and how many stolen bases? 25? Uh, it's, it's mind-numbing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, any love for, like, this next tier of guys or, like, Buxton 5K, like I kind of like Buxton 5K too. I mean, Buxton at 5K, we could talk about Tatis at 5100. Mm. I think that that's definitely a, a, a still a still a, a solid price tag for him. But yeah, I mean, I would probably I would look down in that area. I like Buxton against Williams. I think that's going to be a nice matchup for sure. Um, I'm not going to trust Philly's bats right now, even though I, I, I want to desperately. I just can't do it. So, man, no, I think uh, I think I'm kind of out on this tier as far as like you know the the low five k kind of guys. I think that's really I think I'm I'm like Tatis Buxton, but it's about it. I think the next tier that's gonna is gonna change a little bit. Um, at least your opinion is gonna change it. We're going to talk Brewers because Christian Yelich sits here and I know he hasn't been great, but I do think Nick Pavetta is a can and um, Yelich, when he goes off, he always is a part of these 10 run outings. He's in the middle of it. He's leading off, whatever, 4,800. Tiasker Hernandez is a certified lefty masher. And that just brings us to more Seattle. We've now talked about Unihenio, J-Rod, 
and Tiasker, who had astronomical numbers against lefties last year. Yeah. I kind of like both those guys. Um, da- uh, Dalton Varsho, 4,400 against Domingo Herman. You could play Joey Gallo in the outfield if you don't play, play him at first base. Corbin Carroll, $4,200. Um, I mean, I am a... I am a diehard Corbin Carroll guy. I think he, I love that he's hitting third now too, after whatever Arizona decided to do, hitting him like seventh to start the year. Um, I like this 4k tier quite a bit. Yeah, I do as well. I think it's a, it's a really nice spot to be in. Um, Yeah. I mean, starting with Tay Oscar, I'm a hundred percent in on Tay Oscar with you. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, Yoshida is a guy who I always kind of keep in my back pocket, okay. although they're pricing him up a little bit more. Um, but Gallo, yeah, we talked about using Gallo at first base for 4,200. I think that that's a, a, a super nice spot to be in. Um, and, you know, depending on where they've got him in the lineup, uh, you know, you could probably uh, do like a little, a little mini stack there. If you, if you mm-hmm. wanted to pass out, you know, pass on the judge, Julio Rodriguez level of player and you wanted to just stick in this kind of mid 4k range, you know, I think that, you know, doing like a, like a Buxton Gallo or try and go cheaper. I mean, depending on how they've got it all set up, I don't know, usually where they, where they put Trevor Larnack into that, into that lineup against the right-hander. I usually, I think is, uh, is an interesting spot to be as well. Yeah. Him and Kepler still just hitting in the middle of their lineup. So yeah. um, I, I think the lefty bats are definitely appealing here because, again, Trevor <laughs> Trevor Williams, you know, power, power to you, Trevor Williams, but can't get lefties out. Um, anything under 4K that really stands out? Like, I need to play who under 4K? Hmm. I need to play somebody. Well, let's see. <laughs> They, um, they don't have to exist. Uh, maybe someone that you and I uh, debated on a little bit during the. Uh, during you know the what? You want to go lefty on lefty crime with Jared Kelnick? He's been hitting. I mean, he's hitting everybody. Lefties. He's hitting righties. And always, if he's not in the lineup, AJ Pollock will start, and then Jared Kelnick will come in for him and hit probably hit a home run. Are you hiding? Are you? We're hiding. Lefty, lefty. <laughs> I am because I actually, I love Kelnick and we've been, I've been talking about him. I talked about him on the fantasy alarm show with Jim Bowden, a bunch, uh, just, you know, the, the whole notion of that, that post type sleeper, the guy who's completely disappointed you. And then all of a sudden, you know, everybody's out on him, and suddenly the guy, you know, the, the talent does eventually show up. So I think Kelnick's an interesting spot there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna love on the, uh, on the lefty on lefty action. Okay. Um, for that, but I listen. I think that he's in. A, I think he's in a really good spot. Um, that you could kind of get away with it. Howard, do you know too. what's gross, man? Tell me, Robbie, gross man. And that's the end of the pod. I'm just. Um, we got. We just got a couple. We, we got. We got a couple minutes here, Howard. Uh, I. You were building a lineup during this, weren't you? I was. All right, so let's hear it. So, did you use Brett Beatty and Zach Nato? Were those your two spend downs? I felt like I feel like those were your two spend downs in at third and uh, shortstop. Well, yeah, I, and I had to. I actually I had to spend down at catcher as well. Okay. All right. So let's um, hear. Let's hear the lineup you were building. Oh yeah, this is a garbage lineup, and I won't. I won't be using this at all. However. Don't look at me like that. I, I, no, I'm just wait, I'm, I'm just waiting. I don't want people line. to be like, "Oh, dude, I'm totally taking Bender's lineup and I'm going to throw that in there." No. Uh Otani and Wells. Okay. All right. Uh Jose Trevino behind the plate. Okay. And I think that goes and I think you can make a case for Higashioka cuz he does play against lefties too, so I think we'll find oh, out. Oh, yeah, who's yeah, start. listen, I could I can go to Hig- Higashioka. Whoever whoever well, I like Trevino too. I'm just saying whoever the starting catcher is Whoever's for the Yankees catching is for the play. Yankees. Yes. That's the way that you know, and I was just kind of, you know, I, I was just throwing that in there just for the, you know, for the the spend down and and go from there. I mean, I could technically I mean, do I want to try Francisco Alvarez and see if this dude actually like connects with the ball? Uh, probably not. I could fit him. <laughs> probably not. All um, right. Well, then I'll stick with Trevino, and then I'll tell okay. you. Matt Olson. Okay. Jake Cronenworth. Okay. 
Brett Beatty, Zach Nito, Aaron Judge, Julio Rodriguez, Oof. and Trevor Larnack. Let's go. We so we got both. Uh, we got both spend ups. I like this, and you got Olsen. I I like it. It's a first look again. Everyone uh, in FA Nation here at the Better Sports Network. This is the first look podcast. Um, first look lineup build. Like things are going to change throughout the day. Lines are going to change. People could not be in lineups. Um, but our lineup here. I'm going to use. We're using this, Eric. This is this is going live. This is public now. Everyone can use it. Uh, but again, this is the first look. Uh, no real stacks here. Um, yeah, little Yankees here and there, but um, I love it, Howard. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, I mean, listen, I'm gonna, I'm on the playbook today, so I'm gonna dive, you know, more than just this right now. I'm gonna be like headfirst in there. So shortly after uh, our broadcast here, I should probably have the playbook out uh, reasonably quickly, just so that we can start kind of playing around with different things. I do want to take a look and see. I'm, I'm a mini stack guy. I'm not like a full blown stack three, four guys from, you know, two lineups and, and go with that. I like doing like the, the, the pairs, you know, like a couple okay. of like two player stacks that I'm going to kind of eyeball and, and look into there and see that, you know, who I can kind of mix and match around here um, who might intrigue me a little bit, just depending on the situation. Okay. Well, that does it for Howard and I, um, Unfortunately, John will be back Monday. I'm just kidding. Uh, John will be back Monday uh, as long as his Vegas, as long as, you know, there's not a stepbrother moment and he's lost in Vegas and there's a Tiger and Mike Tyson and all that stuff. Uh, but for Howard and James, uh, everyone have a good weekend. We'll be back. Me and Henry Wilson will be back on the live stream 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can then go over to SiriusXM, catch Howard Bender on the Fantasy Alarm Show, 6 to 8 with Jim Bowden. For Howard, for James, we'll catch you guys next time.